Um, this is for you, all right? And so there's a whole bunch of those. Uh, everybody should get one, all right? Because um, this is personal. It's individual. It's, it's meant for you. And it's not meant for, like I said, you're not going to turn this back into me. Um, this is just uh, something I came across. And as we're talking about prayer this morning, I found it to be a helpful exercise. And so I, I believe that church is about more than us sitting in a room together for an hour and uh, then saying, well, that was nice, and then going back to our normal life. I believe that when we gather for this time of worship, what we're doing is preparing ourselves to live as Christians throughout our whole life. And so part of what we do as Christians, I hope, is prayer, right? So uh, as soon as they get to the back, I'm going to stop talking, and you're going to uh, get to uh, uh, work on this for a little bit. And so... uh, Go ahead and advance to the next slide. There'll be some stuff up here on the screen that'll help you with timekeeping because um, we don't have a long time to do this. But go, go ahead and work through that. Not on to the last piece. You should be shortly. If you are already done, that's cool.
Okay, I'm seeing a fair amount of eyes. Anybody need a little bit more time yet? We're, we're good? All right. Please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask, we ask today that you would lead us to a deeper understanding of who you are, of who you make us to be, of where our strength, where our power, where the things that we need, where they all come from you. God, teach us to trust you today even more than we trust ourselves. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so um, you got to do this little exercise. Um, Having done that, how many of you are ready to uh, write your book on this is the way that everyone in the world should pray because I've got it down, right? No hands. I was hoping maybe that would solve our church budget issue, but uh, I I had a feeling we were going to be in a different place here. So um, I don't think I have ever talked to anyone in my 19 years of ministry that... uh, Uh, about the topic of prayer that said, oh yeah, I've got that. (laughs) We all have stuff to learn about prayer. We all have different things to learn about prayer. Some of you have strengths that in your prayer life that are different than others. Uh, We don't all pray the same way. So, um, and and in in the lessons today, right, in the... both the first lesson and the gospel today have vastly different views on prayer, right? Abram has a a view of prayer that is enormously different than the teaching on prayer that Jesus puts forward, doesn't he? And yet they both start with a close relationship. Abram feels very comfortable talking with God and sharing with God what he needs, but he's not quite... He he comes at it in an interesting way, doesn't he? Abram's tact in this place is what? It's bargaining, right? So he believes that God is going to do something that Abram's not happy about. That's the starting point for prayer, right? When God isn't do when God when we think that God is up to something that we're not happy about, we should pray. Abram gets that part right. But when we pray, how do we approach it? Do we approach it as Abram does, trying to talk God down out of his idea? How many of you believe that, that when we pray, we change God's mind? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. When we pray, who changes? We do. And Jesus makes that abundantly clear in this little prayer that we do every week called the Lord's Prayer. It's not a long prayer. It's shorter when you read it in the Scriptures. We, you know, we, we've added on the praise at the end so that there's praise at the beginning and praise at the end. But the, the longer portions are the praise. 
Praise for who God is. Recognition of who God is. Understanding about this is who we are speaking with. This is the God who has made everything. Our Father who art in heaven. When we say that, what are we getting at? You aren't just an ordinary person. And yet you call, you ask us to call you Father. That relationship that close relationship that we share with the God of heaven. The God who has created everything that is. The God who has all the power that we will ever need or know or dream about. Invites you to call Him Father while still recognizing His name is holy. Hallowed be your name. Right? I remember in my youth ministry days, I used to always try to get kids to pray like, you know, Heavenly Daddy and stuff like that. And they'd always look at me weird. You know what? They knew more than I did. Right? Because the relationship is close, and that's what I wanted to emphasize. And that's true. But it's still the powerful God that we address is there. And there should be a reverence about recognizing this is not just you and another person hanging out. And yet, he calls us into this relationship. What's he say next? Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Right? On earth as it is in heaven. That's the beginning. That's the beginning of this prayer. I told the kids, we really don't know, need to go beyond that point. Because if we get that first part right, if we, if we stay in this first part of the prayer long enough, the rest of it will take care of itself. I firmly believe that. But most of the time in my own prayer life, what do I do? I rush through this part of the prayer so that I can get the next part. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, I got some things that are specific on that list of daily bread for today, Jesus, right? So some of you, uh, as you went through this little assessment, you, you probably saw that, that, uh, that your prayer uh, fits into those specific requests and needs and, and care and protection. And, and all of those things are second part of the prayer things, right? The first part of the prayer is all about what? Who is God? How am I related to God? How is God related to me? And don't miss this one. Who bends? <laughs> because Abram's prayer is all about trying to get God to bend to His will. And if I'm honest, many of my prayers are also about trying to get God to bend to my will. Jesus' prayer starts with us getting comfortable saying, Your kingdom come. Which means what? Not only that we want God's kingdom and all that it is, but we recognize it's not my kingdom. Because I kind of like my kingdom. 
My prayer life is not about building my kingdom. At least it's not supposed to be. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth, on earth, right here, in my kingdom, right? Your kingdom come into my life. And make it, make it more like yours. That's what I mean. If we get this part right, do you even have to move on? I think that's partly why Jesus does the, the, the stories that he tells at the end, which are more connected to the second part, right? The, the guy that goes, knocks on his friend's door in the middle of the night, hey, I need some bread, I got neighbors, showed up. <laughs> I don't have anything to feed them. And, and, and the point of, those, of both of those parables, those little short parables that Jesus tells about uh, the, the guy who doesn't want to get out of bed, but he will because of the persistence of the, of the friend knocking on the door, you know, that and then people that, uh, you know, when their children ask them for a, for a gift, they don't give them the... Uh, you know, they don't give them a snake instead of a fish or a, a scorpion instead of an egg. Uh, we, don't, we don't say, oh, you want me to give you a good gift? Here, here's something that'll kill you. Um, and and <laughs> that's not what we do. And what's his point? We are evil. And we know how to do that. So why would we ever think that we have to convince God to give us good things instead of nasty things? And yet, how many of us have thought exactly that? I know I have. I will admit it freely. I have thought at times that God was messing with me just to mess with me. I've heard it from many others. Oh, God's doing this to me right now to test me, to, to just get, get at me because of, because of this thing that I did. Is that the way we treat as sinful as we are? Why would we put our sin on God? And yet we do all the time. Jesus tells these parables not to say God is like that, but to say God is absolutely not like that. Because even you know better than that. So how much more does our Heavenly Father know better than this? We can trust Him to take care of us. We can trust His will, His kingdom, to be better than our own. Do you agree with that? Do you think that we can trust God to have a better kingdom and a better will and a better idea than any that we come up with on our own? I can say that word out loud, but I know in my practice I don't always live it. And I know you don't either. Because sin works in that way and it makes us, it turns us in and it says, now I want this for myself and God is keeping it from me. Mm. Well, 
Whenever we feel that way, we need to spend more time with the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. You are holy. You are pure. You are other. You are different than me. You are not like me. And yet you love me. You are magnificent in every way. And yet you are as close as my very breath. You give me life. And you teach me who I am. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Wherever you were in your prayer assessment today, I would offer this challenge to you this week. When you are moved to pray, and I hope you're moved to pray more often than any other week <laughs> up till now, but when you are moved to pray, spend some time first with that idea. Who am I praying to? What is it that God wants? And do I want what God wants? When you're ready to say, I want whatever God brings, whatever God does in this situation, it's going to be the best. And you can move on. Because what I do is the opposite most of the time. I know this, your will be done part. So what I do so often, and I'm going to try to stop this, because that's what we're about, is, making, is letting God make these changes in us. But so often in the past, I've prayed my will, my kingdom, my stuff, my need, my, my desires, all the way through, recognizing that God can bring it, and then at the end, I will say, but your will be done, not mine. And I've become keenly aware of that tendency in my heart. And I know what it is. And maybe it's not for you, but I know what it is for me. It's just my last little bit of manipulation. I'm not proud of that. I don't say that as a guide for you. I say that because I think that we forgive each other. And in the forgiveness and grace of God, we become more and more who God makes us. We are broken. God is holy. We are less. God is perfect. In every way, God holds you today. And His kingdom and His will is where we need to bend. Amen.